Welcome to this solo and special edition of the Get Down with Clay Brown show. On this episode, I will be both the host and the guest. This is where I will answer fake questions. A little confused? Fear not. This is how it will go. I will provide real answers to fake questions directed towards me. Now you get it? All right, hold on. Question number one. Clay, you have been quiet and absent for a while. No podcast since June. Where have you been? What occurred? That's a great question. Well, audience, I relocated from the Northern Virginia area, specifically Loudoun County in late July to Orange County, California. So with such a move, I have been busy. It was a big move, a lot to be coordinated, a lot to be executed. But in that three-month span, a lot's occurred. We've completed home projects and we've gotten settled. And now my batteries are recharged. And I'm looking forward to bringing on some new and exciting guests with stories in the coming weeks. Question number two, Clay, you look very young. How old are you? What's your age? Well, that's quite a compliment. I'm 47, but I often get the fact that I'm often get 34, 35, 36. So again, quite a compliment. And again, I'm 47, so that's why it took some time for me to recharge my batteries in that three-month time frame, and now I'm back on the air. Question number three, you lived in Texas for a year. What did you like the most, the least, and what exceeded your expectations? Well, what did I like or love the most? It had to be the environment and energy at the Gold's Gym off of South Staples Street in Corpus Christi, Texas. I enjoyed that the most. What did I dislike the most? Well, what I'm about to say is a first world, first world problem. I didn't like having to take a connection through Houston or Dallas every time I took a flight in which my final destination was not Houston or Dallas. So in the times I traveled to the Washington, D.C. area, the time I traveled, we traveled to Europe on a trip or traveled to California or another destination, I always had to take a connecting flight through Houston or Dallas and a very small plane. And for someone who is claustrophobic, it was always it always brought about anxiety with that. But again, that's a first world problem. Guy, get over yourself. So what exceeded your expectations? There were two restaurants that I went to. One was in Corpus Christi and the, the other one was in San Antonio. The one in Corpus Christi was called Dokio. D-O-K, I'm sorry, Y-O. So spelled like Tokyo, replace the T, put in a G, uh, put in a D. That was a hidden gem in downtown Corpus Christi. And another restaurant happened to be in the city of San Antonio, it was inside the Hotel Emma, E-M-M-A. It is a very, very nice uh, hotel, restaurant, bar, lounge area for those that are passing through San Antonio. It is near the Riverwalk. I highly encourage you to check it out. You will not be disappointed. And what else exceeded my expert expectations? 
I'd have to say the community outreach in Corpus Christi. For those that are listening, um, and you'll know who you are if you're listening to this, I was um, pleasantly surprised with the community outreach in Corpus Christi. I say give it five to 10 years, Corpus Christi is going to be on the map map in major ways because I can see the infrastructure down there starting to boom. Once that airport becomes a bigger airport, um, I can see a lot of people kind of flooding that area in southern Texas. So next question, what are some of your pet peeves? I get this a lot and I'm very opinionated. So I'm going to start off with this one. People that have waited in a fast food line for quite some time who get to the front and all of a sudden they have order indecisiveness. Again, people who have waited in a fast food line for places they routinely go to, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, which I love, and then they get to the register and they freeze up. They're indecisive and they're flummoxed. And yes, I said the word flummoxed. That's one of my pet peeves. The other one is people who send read receipts with an email. So what's a a read receipt, you may ask? I send you, the listener, an email, and I request that you acknowledge that you read the email. And by acknowledging that, it lets me know when you read it. So I don't like to be on the receiving end of having a read receipt. And the other one with emails is people who overdo the use of important email flags. So you may ask, what is that? It's people who use the high importance email flag on a routine basis. If you use it on a routine basis, it can't be that important. Look at the Eisenhower decision-making matrix. So that's your homework. Look at the Eisenhower decision-making matrix. That's a guide I routinely look at. Sometimes I don't follow it, but it's great at deciding how to use your time. What's another pet peeve? People who virtue signal. People who get on their soapbox with new information they stumbled upon and they start to grandstand and hold court. And what's my last pet peeve? Well, given that I recently had a move, I had to sell... Didn't have to, but decided to sell a good number of things. I used Facebook Marketplace, decided not to go the Craigslist route. Well, I'll say with Facebook Marketplace, it's good and bad. But the bad with Facebook Marketplace is people want you to serve everything up to them on a silver platter. They want white glove treatment. However, they want bargain basement prices And they think the marketplace is a charity with over the top product questions, despite wanting, not wanting to pay the price you listed the item for, but yet want bargain basement prices. So when did Facebook marketplace steal Burger King slogan, which is still is, or I think they discontinued it. Their slogan was have it your way. The nerve of some people. All right. That's it for the pet peeves. Um, Clay. Is variety the spice of life? To repeat, is variety the spice of life? I always believe um, moderation is the way to go, but although things can get out of control. So once upon a time, um, 
well, I shouldn't say once upon a time. This is a this is um, real and it's factual. I grew up in a small town in Virginia, rural part of Virginia called Clifton Forge in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Shout out to Clifton Forge. And I would shop at the Kroger and the A&P grocery store. And when it was time to get fruit, and I have to say I wasn't big on eating fruit during those years. When it was time to get fruit, specifically apples, the choices were very minimal. You could get a Golden Delicious, Granny Smith, a Red Delicious, a Gala, or maybe even a Macintosh. Now you go to a grocery store, it's ballooned into so many choices where it becomes overwhelming. I go to a grocery store now and you have a Honeycrisp, you have a Pink Lady, you have a Pizzazz, and the last two, which these have to be names that were created by someone with no time, Envy and Ambrosia. In my opinion, less is more, but I will say with change does come some good. I love me a good Envy apple. So another one on the topic of is variety the spice of life. When did light bulbs, when did a Home Depot and Lowe's devote a whole aisle to light bulbs? You know, when I grew up, you, you would have an incandescent light bulb, which we associate with Thomas Edison. So for those Gen Zers, go into Google and look him up. Okay. He's not a president. So back to the light bulb, light bulb rant. Now you have soft white, you have bright white, and you have daylight when you go to a Home Depot or Lowe's. Again, when I grew up, you had one type of bulb and maybe different wattages. Now you have CFLs, which look like they're spirally, and you have LEDs, which are in the shape of incandescent bulbs. I may sound like the get off my lawn guy, but I don't want to be. But when I go to a hardware store now, if I have to use a guide to choose a light bulb, it's gotten out of control. Clay, next question. What is your TV guilty pleasure? Well, I have many, but I'm going to share two with you. One um, I'll probably be judged by, and you can make your own decision on which one out of the two that is. The first one is Naked and Afraid. It's on Discovery Channel. That is a, it can be an exhilarating show. Not all the shows are made the same, but I quite, I find it um, quite appealing. And the next one is, wait for it, wait for it. The Real Housewives of, it's not Orange County. It is Atlanta. I love me some Real Housewives of Atlanta. Always drama abound. And I believe that, if you go on a housewife show and you're married, chances are you will end up divorced. Look at the track record from those shows. Clay, what is your opinion on tip creep? So for the uninitiated, tip creep is an approach where consumers are sometimes cornered or subtly guilted into tipping for routine exchanges or transactions. So common ones you may see as you go to a Starbucks, um, you buy your drink, there is a question to tip the barista. Uh, you go to a smoothie bar, Jamba Juice, Smoothie King are two uh, common ones. 
you're asked if you want to tip the person making the smoothie or Moe's Southwest Grill. Here's my opinion on that. I've typically reserved tips for uh, traditional hospital hospitality industries and traditional service industries. So think of a waiter or a waitress at the restaurant. Think of a food delivery person. You're getting pizza from Domino's, Papa John's, um, or maybe a hotel mate. Um, you stayed in a hotel. You were a slob. The maid did a fabulous job in, I'll call it, rehabilitating your room every day. And you give the maid a, a tip. Now it's out of control. Um, now I need to worry about having someone spitting in my drink if I don't give them a tip. And again, it's all about a personal decision and it could be affected by someone's mood. If you want to see more, I'll call it content on tip creep. There was a Forbes article titled The Tipping Economy is Tipping Out of Control. It came out in May of this year. Take a look at it. Clay, what is your favorite quote? Well, I say a lot of things, but one of my favorite quotes is a variation from Teddy Roosevelt's quote, in which he said, speak softly and carry a big stick. My variation to that is walk softly and carry a big stick. So what does that mean? Fewer words, execute more. All right. So for this solo and special edition of the Get Down with Clay Brown show, in which I was a host and a guest. I hope you enjoyed it. I found it entertaining. It's a new concept I may roll out occasionally. So with that, it's a wrap for this episode. Uh, again, I hope you find it interesting. I want to thank those both near and far for listening, as you have a lot of choices out there. Thanks for choosing mine. Please subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. There you will find links to my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page for show updates. And lastly, spread the word. C. Brown is out.